Welcome, 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 you guys. Welcome back to AG University Podcast. It is October, which is my favorite month of the year. I love October. I love like fresh, crisp fall energy, even though, you know, now I live in Florida, it's not quite as cool as sometimes it gets in Tennessee, but it's still, the temperature is changing and we will take it. There's lots of, lots of cool winds coming in. I sound like a weather woman, but I just love October. So I just wanted to say happy October and I hope you guys are having a good month so far. We have a amazing October energetic update coming next week to give you guys the forecast and the themes that are at play. So be sure to stay locked in. Thanks for coming to class. Today, I have my absolute bestie girly pop, Hunter Primo. She is a fellow influencer, content creator, business owner, and mom of two beautiful baby boys. And Hunter and I got connected very quickly upon arrival of me moving to Nashville. And we've always joked that like anytime it was a holiday where I wouldn't go home. So like sometimes Easter or, you know, things would just work out. I couldn't make it all the way home to my family. Hunter's family always became my Nashville family is what we called them. So like if I needed, you know, a family event or a family gathering or family meal, Hunter's family always took me in. So she is so special to me. She's such a special friend. She always is truly rooting for me, looking out for me. She's always giving me ideas and business ideas and just supporting me. So I just am so happy that we can have her on the show. And Hunter is naturally such an intuitive creature. Like she doesn't even have to try. She's just like, oh yeah, like I am just in tune. She's very much in her just like, I don't know, I like to call it like high priestess energy. It's just very much of like a knowing and but like a humble public figure vibe. Like she's just so grounded, so salt of the earth. But like I just everything she says, I like trust her. I'm like, yes, yeah, that makes total sense. Absolutely, Hunter. I will follow you there. So we talk a lot about intuitive parenting and um, intuitive eating and just like every journey of us connecting deeper with our intuition. Saturn returns. um, Hunter's secret party trick is revealed. (laughs) Like there's just so many fun, fun topics of conversations that I really feel like will give you guys permission to be the most authentic version of you, which is what I'm always here to cultivate and create. So without further ado, I present to you guys, Hunter Primo. Welcome to the show. Let's go. Welcome. Welcome back, you guys, to AG University Podcast. I am so excited today. I have one of my very best friends, Hunter Primo. She is here in the flesh. Look at her golden glory. Welcoming her to the show. She is such a special person. I'm so excited to have you. We've been talking about this for so long. I'm so honored to be here. I know. I was like binging all of your episodes this week. And there's so many, I don't know, um, experts on here. And so I feel like kind of what I can bring to this is I would deem myself like a low-key intuitive yes (laughs) like I've always just kind of followed my intuition without really knowing much about the why behind what I'm doing so I feel like it's a little different perspective no and I love that because I say that to everyone I'm like you guys Hunter is naturally the most intuitive human that I know and she'll always be like yeah well I just like just felt like that was the right direction and I'm like oh my gosh but you know what here's the thing 
you don't really have to know the why. As yeah. long as you're listening and like in tune, yep. that's what we're here to do. And I'm so inspired when people have these, you know, spiritual routines and like morning routines. And I could definitely benefit from a little more of that. But I think what I can share is that it doesn't always have to be like structured. Like there mm-hmm. are a lot of ways that you can tune in in a very natural and easy way throughout yeah. your day. And especially I have two little boys, a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. Sweet. So I don't have a whole lot of time for... <laughs> yes. Well, and, and that's actually, it's perfect because I have so many people write me in and they're like, hey, I have, you know, I'm a, I'm a new mom or I have kids or I'm, I'm looking to start a family or I'm interested in like, how would that look? And I'm like, that's a great question. I'm going to bring my friend Hunter on and she, we're going to talk about yes. this. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm super fortunate. You know, Zane is 12. So... He's, but you do a great job with that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but it is, you know, he's he's like so his own person. Yeah. And so, you know, besides like cooking dinner and meals and getting him to school and practice, that's, you know, it doesn't require as much energy or time from me mm-hmm. as having two little bitties mm-hmm. who need. From the moment, I mean, they wake me up and then I go to sleep with them. Yep. <laughs> Remy sleeps with us, Radner's in the crib. So it's very hands-on. And like, I know that this is a phase of life that we will look back on and want more of. So I'm just trying to soak that all up. But it doesn't always leave a lot of time for meditation in the morning and all the things that I'd like to be doing. So just kind of tuning in to that as a mom has been really helpful for me and like thinking about my inner child and like what would little Hunter do and looking at my sons and seeing me. It's just a really cool full circle Well, thing. yeah. And it's like, even though maybe you don't necessarily have all the time to do like the work, and, mm-hmm. but it's like, I feel like becoming a parent, you're just naturally forced into doing the work at every yeah. second. Cause you're like, Ooh, there was like this little version of me who needed this. Yeah. And like, how can I give that to myself also yeah. in this moment? Yeah. It's hard, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess what, I guess let's take us through a little bit of like, how have you sort of restructured your flow just to being like, I'm just going to do what feels good to me. Or like, what does that look like to you just like every single day kind of keeping it I feel like I kind of have to go back to like we've talked a lot about this but like when I was little I was just like really in tune to a lot of things I've always been an old soul like people would stop my mom in the mall and say things like your daughter's an intuitive Mm -hmm. or we've talked about this too but I have like a lot of spiritual encounters that I remember as a child and I kind of like got away from that in my early 20s and then becoming a mom has I don't know how to explain it. I think there is a lot of noise for new moms Mm. and I don't think it's normal the amount of information that we know when it comes to social media, TikTok. There's so many opinions Mm -hmm. on like what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And it's hard to like know what is your own desire Mm -hmm. as a mom. And so I think that realization has helped me just overall, especially like now having Radner, I can recognize the things that I didn't necessarily love about being a first-time mom with Remy and take that information and just tune into myself. Yes. You're like, I'm going to clear out all the noise. So what does yeah. clearing out the noise look for you? Look like for you? Like getting off social media, not asking for yeah. other people's, just like going within or like what was that process? Going within and there's just a lot, realizing that I don't have to stick to the norms when it mm. comes to sleep. Like we love, my husband and I both love co-sleeping with Remy. Mm-hmm. And you just don't hear a lot about that until I found Hey Sleepy Baby. We were just talking about yeah. her and an account called Co-Sleepy. And it just sometimes taking takes seeing other moms making those decisions for themselves and for their family that you're like, okay, I have the power to make these choices. Yeah. And even if it's not what I'm seeing on my social media feed, it's what people have done for ages. <laughs> like people lived in one bedroom homes and still do. And I think it's just important 
to look within and also look outside of your immediate circle as a mom and mm. look around the world and see what's normal and something in another culture might feel normal to you that feels taboo here and that, that's not just with sleep it's really with anything yeah. yeah oh I actually love that you know the other day wait I don't know if I already told you this I told someone on the retreat this week but in the Akashic Records uh-huh. they always show that the culture or you know group of people who had it the most correct this is according to the Akashic Records is Native American okay culture because they were really just like so connected to like family and earth and like as soon as I are their village and like a community and like supporting each other and you know sweat lodges and all of these things like rituals dancing around the fire and like they were just like so in tune Mm -hmm. and connected and like really just they were showing that in a contrast of how disconnected we've gotten as a society and how maybe that makes us a little bit disconnected from our own kind of family unit because we think that oh you know, we're, this is the way it needs to look yes. versus allowing it to just like flow and be loving and yeah. like, you know, be surrounded. So I like how you said, allow yourself to look to other cultures yeah. too, because it's like, you never know just because what we're doing here or in our, our immediate family doesn't always mean it's the right answer. Yes, <laughs> We're allowed to look outside. And something that really comes to mind is breastfeeding. Like no one in my family really breastfed. Mine either. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. And it's just something like, I had an unplanned C-section and like birth was really wild and crazy and breastfeeding was so redeeming for me. And I feel like you don't hear that narrative a lot for whatever reason. And I totally understand that it can be, it has its own challenges, but it also can be like a really beautiful thing. And I breastfed Remy until he was over two years old and plan to do the same as long as Radnor wants to. And I think if I didn't look within I, at a year, I probably, and even like pedi- our pediatrician kind of recommended stopping at a year. I'm like, well, why? There's so many health benefits. And if you, again, look around the world, it's totally normal to do extended breastfeeding. So yeah. those are just sleep and breastfeeding, I feel like are two of the ones that I've had to get really clear on with myself and with my husband and our family and figure out what feels right for us. And when new moms reach out to me, like that is the best advice I can give. It's like, sit with yourself, sit with your family, sit with your husband and figure out what is important to you and what you want to remember when you look back on this Mm. phase of life. So honestly, I'm so happy that you're on right now because even lately, of course, you know, I'm so excited about Austin and I getting married one day and having kids and all of the things. But I feel like I was like, I love being around Hunter and Cameron because y'all make parenthood look just so magical and beautiful and like love filled and I feel like I not that I'm surrounded in my my immediate life but maybe just like social media like with people just like complaining about how much it sucks and I'm like listen I I am not I'm stepmom but Mm -hmm. I'm not a full-time parent right now I'm I'm sure there are times where it's hard but I'm like I just feel like we get inundated with like it's hard it sucks oh my god fuck (laughs) and I'm like no I would love to bring on like a really positive perspective and that's you like you really do just make it look so easeful and so natural and so I think even just having people exposed to that, it's like, oh, it can be really beautiful. Yeah. And I think sometimes I get those messages of, I wish you'd show the hard. And of course we have hard, stressful days, like weekly. But to me, the good always outweighs that. So when I look back on my day, I'm not thinking about, you know, the temper tantrum on the way to school. Like I'm thinking about when we picked him up and he was so happy. Like there's Mm -hmm. just so many beautiful moments that have been the most fulfilling moments of my whole life that like... I know I will look back at this phase with such pride and happiness and I want other 
soon-to-be moms, you know, thinking about being moms to know that there really is so much joy and like a whole new level of tuning into yourself too that Mm. opens up, at least for me. I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, I I always talk about like becoming a mom, getting pregnant. It's it's the most in tune or like it's the strongest our intuition will ever be Mm -hmm. because we're truly like getting mixed or not mixed. We're getting like multiple messages for us and the baby. So like our channel just gets even stronger to, you know, basically guide us through the whole pregnancy and just like being a mom making yeah. the best decisions I also I love that that you're saying this too because I wanted to tell you about this I was listening to a podcast the other day it's the CEO of Symbiotica his name is Shervin and his podcast for anyone that wants to listen to it is called wake the fake up and he brings this woman on and she talks about how as soon as she got pregnant she said she did not read a single book she like did not like she literally was like I intuitively decided that what worked for other people was not going to work for me and she's like I did not research I did not like google things I absolutely just said I'm gonna just turn off all the noise enjoy my pregnancy like be intuitive of course you know like get a doctor and like things you know like (laughs) whatever you need to do but like she was like I wasn't going to like study it or obsess or you know and I thought that was such an interesting thing because like I'm such a researcher I would love to research things but then I would fall into I would trip and fall into a hole of something that I would become worried about you know and what works for me may not work for you that's what I I we have a neighborhood of a bunch of young families and it's I love hearing the different perspectives because some of my neighbors are like I could never sleep with my kids and they wouldn't sleep well and I wouldn't sleep well and I think it's a really beautiful thing that everyone can just look within and figure all that out and then it made me think we've talked a lot about intuitive eating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yes. no one on this podcast probably would know this, but like we both have really struggled with eating disorders mm-hmm, in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's wild for me to think that my relationship with food was so bad at once in my life. I mean, at a point in my life, I weighed 95 pounds, mm. like truly like was in the throes of anorexia when I was probably, I don't know, 17 years old. Mm. And now, after my body's gone through two pregnancies, two C-sections, like I have never been more at peace and like in tune with the things that I eat and no limitations. And I really think that giving my body appreciation for everything that it's done has helped with that. And we talked yesterday about when I first found out I was pregnant, I was eating like gallons of arugula Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the whole box you know you get from the grocery store I would eat the whole box and Cameron was like are you okay like what he's like like, she's really loving arugula but like it was every single day I'm like I don't know this is really strange and then I had my blood work done and I was like crazy low in vitamin k and then come to find out arugula is like really heavy in vitamin K. Which I'm like, I didn't even know. I haven't yeah, checked my vitamin K levels. I don't know about those. <laughs> well, if you start craving arugula, it was bizarre. It was just a big thing of arugula with lemon and olive oil and like a little pepper on top. And I would just sit there on the couch and eat it. You said this arugula is so good. Get yeah. more arugula. I know. It's so crazy how I tell people. I'm like, what your body craves carries a message. Yes. So whatever it is, whether it's a vitamin that you're craving or whether it's an emotion or something that needs attention, like yep. the craving is always communicating some information to us. I was telling you, I'm like, I did the same thing. I, I would I would go on these hyper fixations with making some type of spinach avocado salad and I, my iron levels were really low. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could not stop. I would like think about it. I would like crave it. And I'm not like a big salad girly. Yeah. But I go through phases where I'm like, I can like literally be like, ooh, I want like... 
like I'll like connect with my taste buds and be like, ooh, I would like um, some fresh mahi. Austin's like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, let me just think about it. I know. I'm like, I would like avocado. I like a little mint with it. Like, because, yeah. because I'm like, I really have gotten to a place where I know what my body needs. And I feel like you're naturally the most in tune person with your body. Well, and Remy, our three-year-old, just the other day has started eating butter. Like going in our fridge, grabbing the whole stick of butter no. and like <laughs> gnawing it. And I posted, I was like, I'm gonna have to take the butter away, just not thinking much about it. And a bunch of dietitians were like, hey, it's actually really great for toddlers. He's probably hitting a huge growth spurt and like needs the fat. And we, I mean, we have like, you know, grass-fed butter. It's healthy butter. It's not country crop. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna let him eat the, the butter. butter. Yeah. Well, but it is like so crazy to think how much children are so in tune too. like you're like you just kind of have to trust their little instincts I mean I feel that way about Zane does stuff all the time about how he'll be like craving certain things or how he'll like he'll get up and start like moving around like if something's going on or he's upset like you can see him like moving through the energy it's like they actually really do know because we're so in our authentic self at that stage that if you're like Remy's eating a stick of butter we're just just like I'll just put your own little stick of butter in there so you stop putting bite marks in our in our (laughs) butter in the fridge but I guess what, th- what would be interesting to talk about since we've been through a similar situation is like, it's easy to say, oh, just eat intuitively. And when people used to say that to me, mm-hmm. especially like recovering from eating disorder, you're like, what the fuck? I don't know. And like your, <laughs> your cravings are all off because you're binge eating and it's just a whole unhealthy yeah. cycle. Yeah. So I think the action steps, like looking back, it wasn't like a linear process, but like looking back, I think it was like finding movement that doesn't feel like punishment. Like mm. a big thing for me was like, oh, I ate every dessert last night at Carne Mar, which we did. Yeah. <laughs> and then today it's like, oh, I don't, I didn't even think twice about that. Whereas like when I look back at my history, like it would be like a punishment or mm. I would have to go run X amount of miles because of this. And now I find a bar workout that I love or we go hiking at Radnor Lake. Like, have you watched that uh, centenarian documentary on no. Netflix? What oh, is- you have to watch it. It's called like Blue Zones. Oh. And we did the study of like where people live the longest in the world. Yes. And what I found most interesting from that was they're all moving in natural ways. So like none of them are traditionally exercising. Mm. They're all in their garden, you know, kneading dough, very like natural movement Mm. that doesn't feel like punishment. So that was interesting to me. I love that so much. That's anytime I feel like whenever I was struggling with my relationship with moving and I would ask the Akashic Records about it, they would be like, just move gently throughout the day. And I'm like, what a vague response. Like, I'm like, I would like something like, okay, go to F45 yeah. on Monday. Yeah. On two, you know what I mean? You want- So when they tell you that, what does that look like to you? Is like, it like photo, like with Akashic Records? Oh. Like, does it look like a photograph or is it like people? Um, so sometimes it's very visual, but for information like that, if I'm like um, asking a specific question, I actually write it out. Okay. So I'll journal it out. And then I'm actually clear audience so I can hear the answer come mm. through me. So when it, it's more of like a conversation because it'd be kind of a lot of visuals if I'm like I'm having a long because the answers are very long. So it's it's easier for me to process information. Like I'll go into the Akasha Records, I'll have a visual that I'm there, I'm in my safe place. And then I'll start asking questions and then I can hear it come through. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, just move gently throughout the day. And I'm like, okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking because my numbers thing, like I yeah. see it visually. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So. Um, wait, tell me which are seeing any numbers? How or? I know how many letters are in a word. <gasps> wait, I didn't know this about you. You didn't know this? No. Oh, this was like my party. Anna Grace and I have known each other for a really long time. It, I was, I was like, like, wait, what number like thing? 25 when we met? 
yeah. 24, 25. Yeah, 24, 25. You're at my 25th birthday. Yeah. So I know, like, so if, if you said, tell me a phrase, so like, give me a phrase or like a, a couple words or a word. Um, you can do them like fast. Okay. Austin Silvoy. 12. <laughs> like do them fast. Like Producer Courtney. 16. 16. AG University. 10. Anna Grace Newell. 15. What? Weird. How that is? But it's like I. It's not numbers. I see it like blocks. Blocks of yeah, things. It's weird. But that is. So I was painting a cheerleading sign when I was in seventh grade, I mm-hmm. think, and someone was like, "How many letters are in the word go cougars?" Because we needed to know the center. Yes. I was like nine, and so they're like, "Oh, you already figured it out." And I was like, mm, "I just, I just knew." And yeah. it's like if it's something I already, if I see it frequently, like yeah. when I was at Ole Miss, like University of Mississippi, I knew it was twenty-one, like because I see it all the time. Yeah. So just things that I. See you all the time. It is <laughs> it is so interesting though how everyone interprets letters. Well, letters and numbers like carry vibration and frequency. So I mean that makes sense that you're like seeing them like almost as like a collective yeah. entity. But I'm not it, good with numbers. I've always been good at spelling and like grammar. So it's more like I see it as like blocks. It's weird. Blocks. Yeah. That is such a cool random fact I yeah. never knew. It was about my party you. trick in college, and like the more shots I had, the better I got. <laughs> And they're like, drink, Hunter, yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah. 12, 14, 19. Yeah. Was anyone ever checking you? Yes, yeah, they, they would. Were. They would. And if I got it wrong, then I have to take two shots. Oh, God. This yeah. sounds like a dangerous game, but I like yeah, this. It was fun. It I was like, fun. I love it. Different I, times. Yeah, different times. I do miss our party versions of ourselves yeah. just for like the sheer like carelessness. So, yeah. But my t- were you there my 25th birthday when we closed down the FGL? Yes. Like they turned the lights on? Yes. I was like, wow. I thought it was like 2 a.m. and it must be 5 a.m. We're like, we've got to go home. And then now we just go back out the next night. Have you ever told the story in the podcast about how you arrived to Bonnaroo with no ticket or? No. Please. <laughs> you, can, you can tell if you would like. Um, we are at Bonnaroo. We got there early mm-hmm. and Anna Grace is meeting us <laughs> at Bonnaroo. It's a music festival if you've never been. And she rides with our friend Bama and she gets there and she's like, guys, I don't have my ticket. I don't have my wallet. I don't have money. But she had at least three wigs, a full-blown fairy costume. And somehow you got in. I did. I could not believe it. And that just goes to show you guys how much of a absolute, I'm just living in another plane. I, I was, am too sometimes. I really am. I'm like, and they got to have Austin now because he's the one that checks for those things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got in the car. I was so worried about my outfits and accessorizing. <laughs> I forgot my wallet, my ID and my ticket that I paid for to get into Bonnaroo. And at the time, Fit by Kiki was my roommate. I called her. I'm like, Hey, are my, is my ticket on the dresser next to my bed? And she was like, yep. I was like, perfect. And we were like an hour and a half away. There was yeah. no like turning. And it's like traffic. It's yeah. not easy to but you made it in. I we did. Had a, that's when Candy Grace was born. That's when Candy Grace was born, mm-hmm. when I wore my blue wig and I was just like a fairy and people like literally would come around and like, they would like bow to me. It was <laughs> so really funny. Did. I looked like I was. Those are my favorite photos of you ever. Those really are. Those are like probably some of my favorite memories of us together. Just, But also I'm, I I love how much more of a grounded time we're, <laughs> we're in right now. Both different, both good for different reasons absolutely and you've always even when I was doing all of that content like Hunter has always been such a true natural visionary like you always have such a good eye for creating content and it really goes back to even then your intuition but I wanted to tell them to something like kind of fun we did that anyone could do if you have a group of friends or anyone who's like a business owner or a mom or something, Hunter and I actually had the idea to get together and start a mastermind. Then she moved. I know. <laughs> I know. We just need to do it virtually. We should do it yeah. virtually, but we would meet yeah. like once a month. And I feel like this is such a good idea for anyone that's listening yes. that has like a couple girlfriends. Actually, 
we had we invited husbands too mm-hmm. so Cameron came and we're all kind of in the same industry we are all in the same industry yeah. with Juge and Tiana they, I know they've both been on the uh-huh. podcast and it was so cool I had just come off of uh, Julie Solomon's mastermind for a year and it was this big it was amazing but it was a bigger time commitment so yeah. I knew I didn't need that last year but I was like we're all working independently all the yeah. time let's just get together and there's something so powerful about just like sharing your dreams it was before we launched premonition yeah and i remember talking to you guys about that and about like childcare and yeah balancing my husband and i work together so even talking to hunter and juge because they do the same it was it was so helpful yeah and so i i thought that would be such a cool thing for us mm-hmm. to share we really would just structure it once a month we put together a group of you know some of our close friends you don't have to be close friends so just anyone that yeah. maybe is they could be in the same industry. Could just be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. as a general statement. Yeah, it could be even helpful to have people in other industries. Industries. So that's yeah. how uh, Julie's was. It was yeah. people from all over. All over. And then we just structured it so that we met once a month, mm-hmm. and then we would bring like basically like one area of our life that we were struggling, or and then like an area that we needed support. So like basically like hey, we're open to feedback. Like kind of like what am I not seeing? Yeah. Around this part of my business, and it was so helpful. We met once a month for several months before. And then I just moved to Florida. I'm like, I am sad, but we could start it back up virtually. But I thought that would be such a cool, cool thing to share because it's a really good idea for anybody listening that maybe has a group of friends or a small cluster or like I, you could even hit up people on social media. Hey, you kind of do the same thing as me if you want to get together. These are just moms. Like if yeah. you just want to talk about being a stay-at-home mom and yeah. what you do to get out of the house and not feel so stuck. Like it really could be relevant to any anything. Yeah. But it was so nice just knowing like we had this one time a month on our calendar yeah. to show up and like if you want to complain a little you can complain you know we'd be like okay let's all let's what are what are we all struggling with right now and it's so nice to just like really just like break the ice with that because most of the time you know everyone wants to say like oh I'm good everything's good <laughs> and it's like no you're allowed to say like it's hard I know we were laughing how when I was moving to Clarksville Hunter was asking texting Tiana and like texting me and texting all my friends and be like is AG okay because I, I remember was, calling you after yeah I was like hey. Do, do we need to talk? <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? Because I'm, I'm at the mastermind, like literally tears in my eyes. I'm like, things are just really hard right now. But like, I'm You fine. were talking about doing meditation. Your neighbor was watching you meditate. <laughs> and you're like, I just want to be by myself and meditate. Oh, and now you're at the beach and you can meditate all the time. Yes. Now I'm at the beach and I can meditate all the time. Yeah. Yes. But let's talk about in that time, you were launching Premonition, yes. which I really want you to talk about how you got, I feel like even that is such an intuition-led business, as well as your intuition parenting style, which I love. Um, but like, tell us kind of like how one the intuition ideas like come to you, how you like got premonition because it's such a good name. Like, and just like kind of how some of your like intuitive hits came around formulating this business. I thought of premonition when I was just telling Cameron yesterday. Like, I was looking more into my human design. I'm a six to manifesting generator and like I require what Julie I keep talking about Julie but Julie Solomon calls design time so Mm -hmm. like getting alone with my thoughts like when I thought of the name Mm -hmm. premonition goods I was laying in the bathtub with no phone no kindle Mm -hmm. and something that I need to prioritize more even with the boys Mm -hmm. it's hard but just like getting alone with my thoughts because that's when I have all my ideas I designed this hat when I was alone with my you know just, just kind of what I need yeah um but for premonition, so it's been like three, I mean, we've talked to you about it for so long, yeah. like three years in the making. Yeah. I've always had this vision of creating felt hats that feel really like hand touched and personal and this like nice quality without a super high price point. Like I love my vintage sets and hats, but I know that 
not everyone wants to spend five hundred dollars on a hat, so it's a little bit more of approach, an approachable price point mm-hmm. with still like a really awesome quality that you'll use for years and years. Um, so I found someone on Instagram who was making her own her own hats, DM'd her, asked her if she knew of a factory, and she's like, "Hey, I actually make my own." And there's a small factory, like they only make hats for me, but like let's talk. So we got on a Zoom. She's amazing, and that's our business partner in no Carnation. way. Yeah. So we had, I guess, three or four meetings with manufacturers and people who were going to connect us to manufacturers, and like nothing felt right. And I just was so discouraged by it. And I was like, this isn't meant to be. But in my heart, I knew that it was. Mm-hmm. But nothing was. There was nothing on the forecast. Mm-hmm. And so I had this name, and I had this idea, and like nothing felt right and then I saw this hat I was like this is exactly you know the style I'm looking for and I ordered some of her hats and like the quality was amazing she's like okay these little old men in Portugal make them Mm. and we've zoomed and just have like the best working relationship but looking back I'm like thank god that worked out (laughs) like I I just kind of do these things in my life and my mom's always like that too like she's not particularly spiritual or intuitive but like she's always just done things by the seat of her pants and it always works, works out, out which is her intuition yeah so I look back at like deciding to go to college at Ole Miss and starting premonition and really starting my blog like it's all just been kind of these things where I'm like I don't know what made me do that but I did it and yeah. that's where I'm meant to be so it's, it's been it. really fun and rewarding and it's given Cameron and I like a new creative outlet we're launching some really cool beaded dresses oh. next week and you would you would love the jacket too that that yeah, yeah. I think you saw it, the like western I love a bead embroidered yeah piece and they're with... um hand embroidered in Australia and yeah it's just been cool to be like what's what's next for this and it, it's exciting and like very open-ended which has been yeah fun. so fun well and I think the part too that I want to like kind of dissect from what Hunter just said is She's like, I have had this idea, I had this vision in my heart, and it's clear. And she's like, I've got it. But then there'll be moments still where, like, anyone who's starting something new is like feeling a lot of resistance, or it's not making sense, or there's not clarity, or it's like not working out. But it's like you stay so in this like vibration of like neutrality. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like in a chokehold with it. Like I need to happen. You're like, no, I trust it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're like, everything works out for me. I don't know, but it does. But it's like that's just because your belief system is like, oh, it works out for me. And like even when you're met with resistance yep. like you said the manufacturers weren't feeling right it's like you know I held true yeah and that's the thing it's like I feel like we'll all have these moments of resistance where the universe is like testing us being like do you really want this is this like which are you gonna hold the faith are you gonna trust that it's I gonna work didn't. out I was like this is this is not gonna happen and, <laughs> and people when we found this manufacturer even some people who I trusted and I still admire and look up to didn't think it was the best idea so that also just goes to show you have to get in tune with yourself because we've had an amazing experience with this manufacturer and it just feels so right and I love that they come from a factory that is amazing working conditions and the people love what they're doing we're going to Portugal <gasps> in the spring to go so meet all the fun. they don't like their photos taken but we're going to meet the hat makers and yeah that is so cool and also for you guys just to give you a visual they're like the most beautiful basically cowgirl hats I know you said felt but I have a couple cowgirl yeah hats. so the you have the porter style which is like the modern cowboy style yeah well. we wanted a cowboy that you don't have to wear just with western like you could wear it with like a chic yeah. moment like it's a very wearable cowboy and then we have like a pencil brim and a regular rancher the spring line is going to be like a lot of really 
fun colored cowboy style. So Ooh, I'm really excited. I can't about. wait. I know. I still want that. I want a baby blue. You need the baby blue. I need a baby blue. Yeah. We should have brought, I should have brought you one today. That's okay. Um, but yeah, and then the main core of the products is, you know, the handmade felt hats, but then expanding into like these truckers. And it's just, it's been really eye opening and just a fun fun experience fun project so what would you say when you guys are I guess a fun business venture not really a project it's like a whole new branch yeah. of your business what would you say was your y'all's intention with like creating premonition goods getting I guess kind of all influencers I feel like we kind of had to create something else outside of just being like Hunter Primo like what was y'all's like intention with like creating premonition goods I th- so Cameron my husband is a photographer and he's been behind the scenes on everything to do with Hunter Primo blog. Mm-hmm. Premonition Goods feels like both of us together from the start, like yeah. working it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And it has really given us like a new, because working with your spouse is hard. Yeah. And especially when like I'm the face of it, but he's also a lot of the work behind the scenes that goes unnoticed sort mm-hmm. of. So mm-hmm. I think this has really given us this joint pride in what we're doing and what's to come we weren't sure if we wanted to do wholesale and retail but we're like dipping our toes into that this next mm-hmm. year and it's just been fun and it feels I mean it's not easy like we've had our own struggles but it feels right it feels like we're yes. on the right path yes and aligned yes it feels aligned yeah not, easy is not the word it feels aligned and this next step like getting in a few stores locally yeah it just feels right so we'll see I, where it goes I'm so excited, and I'm also very proud of you guys. You. I also, I'm like, ooh, we got to talk about that. Let's talk about working with our spouse. <laughs> so Austin and I don't work together, obviously, but he helps with a lot of AG University stuff. Um, but we work in the same, like, shared space. Like, we both work from home, so, like, we kind of work. But you and Cameron literally work together. I'm like, do you have any advice for anybody that's, like, working in close quarters with their spouse, whether you're doing the exact same thing or not? What's yeah. your best advice? I have a lot of advice on this topic <laughs> because it's something we talk about all the time. My biggest piece of advice would be having conversation, like, work conversations how you would with a coworker. Mm-hmm. So, like, I will never forget we were laying in bed one night and I was, like, bringing something up. It was before we launched from mission and we had websites to build and it was just so many things on top of like my partnerships and you yes. know where our, yeah. the majority of our income comes from um, and he was like I'm setting an alarm and we're having a meeting in the morning so like we really have these sit down meetings even though we're sitting in the same house and we like go to the meeting together with our coffee but it's like <laughs> it, it really helps separate work from home life yes and another thing is not tricking yourself into thinking you're productive with like housework we both work from home together so I'll be doing laundry and Cameron's like no no no, this is premonition time right now and he'll be doing dishes and I'm like no we got to reel this back in yeah and then talking to your spouse how you would a co-worker and not your spouse which is hard sometimes I'm I'm I definitely don't. I'm not always great at it, but yeah. we are the best when we do that. Yes. Well, and also just for anyone listening who doesn't know Hunter, Hunter, how long have you and Cameron been together? We started dating when I was 14. So <laughs> Every have, time I can't get over it. Yeah. We had, we broke up in college, which was the best thing we ever did and ended up back together. I would go on dates and, you know, dated a few guys and I'd be like, mm, I'm not going to marry him. Like it was always Cameron. Yeah. And my, my family would be like, can Cameron come to Christmas? And I'm like, we're broken up. Like, <laughs> we're not together. But it was all. And so if anyone, if anyone listening has a long-term relationship, sometimes space really is like the best thing you could ever do. Because we have, I, I was in school at Ole Miss and it was more just for like 
personal space. Well, yeah, you're, you're like just staying like in growing up. Yeah, growing up. So it all worked out. Well, I mean, and so now, how old are you? I you am 29. Yes. I had to think about that for a second. 29. I'll be 30 in December. Yes. So that's like basically over 15 years. You guys in some capacity have had a relationship. Half of my life. Half of your life. Literally, truly wow. half. Which we're going to talk about. Hunter said she's approaching her Saturn return and I want to go there. But I do think that you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom in the relationship department. Also yeah. having two beautiful baby boys. So if you have any advice for anyone who's... Even me, you know, I'm only in year three. I got, I got a long ways to go. Like what's some advice that you wish someone had told you before having kids or even after kids Just something you're like, Oh, I wish I'd known that. I think I'm most proud of our communication and Mm -hmm. it has not always been this way, but really like in when you've been together for so long for us, like marriage, like started over an entirely new leaf and chapter and like I feel like that. Austin's like, nothing's going to change when we get married. I'm like, I feel like I will, though, in a good way. Yeah. Like, when you're dating, there's always, like, the threat of breaking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. I think when we got married, I know, when we got married, there was just, like, this shift in, like, the little things don't matter as much anymore because you're like, we're in this. Like, this is this is it forever. Yeah. And in the best way, like, in a really positive way. So I think that makes me a lot more open to sharing things because I don't hold things in now and Cameron doesn't either like we're we're both in a really great place with our communication like even little things mm-hmm. if something's bothering you we just and maybe that's because we have we work together and so we have, have to get to. those <laughs> things out but I think it's really helped our personal marriage and relationship as well too and I I love Dr. Becky pod her did you listen to her no but uh, tell us about her it's like the honestly I'm not a big podcast girly totally. but I love her podcast it's like the only one I like listen to every single one and then I binge yours every once in a while Thanks. too <laughs> you're so sweet um but she's wonderful and she talks a lot about how it's not your kids don't need like perfect parents they don't need to see this perfect relationship they need to see the you know the fight the argument and then how you health the re- the healthy resolution mm-hmm. so however you make up the apologizing like that is so much more important than having like this family that never argues or that never has right. disagreements I love her I feel like it'd be really helpful with Zane too. Like, yeah, she's wonderful. So, Doctor Becky. Okay. Yeah, her. She has a book called Good Inside. I just gave it to Shelby yesterday too. I have like extra copies because I just love her. And yeah. she frames things in a way that is so clear as parents. Mm. She she helps me get into Remy's headspace, but through an example. Like we were talking about uh, back to school. Remy's had a really hard time separating, and mm. like this was his first time ever ever going anywhere besides my mother in law's house. So her back to school prep was like, okay, imagine you and Grace are walking to your favorite coffee shop and you get there and the espresso machine's out and you have this like emotional reaction. So imagine that same scenario if I called you on the way and said, hey, the espresso machine's out. You're still going to be sad when you get there, but you're prepared. Mm -hmm. So like we really try to prepare Remy for like, here's what your day will look like. Here's the photo of your classroom. Mm -hmm. Like just that like one analogy yeah. helped me be like, okay, even if he cries and he's upset, like he's emotionally prepared for it. Yeah. And that's just like one little snippet. She's, she has so much great that's information. That's so, you know, I actually really like that because I talk a lot about my next door neighbor too also has some, she has a stepson as well. We have like a very almost identical family dynamic. It's like kind of crazy how 
that happened. But um, she was talking about how her stepson loves to know like exactly what's going to happen. And Zane is the same way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll get kind of frustrated with Austin. I'm like, Austin, tell him everything. Like tell him what time we're going to think about. Like give details. Men aren't detail people. So I'm like very detail oriented. So I'll, I, I will tell exactly what's happening. And Austin's kind of like, well, I don't really understand. I'm like, no, because it's like it, it, it creates an emotional security there they just like to know what's going on even if you know he's three yeah (laughs) and we know where we're going like when we're going to dinner so I've tried to be conscious about like hey we're gonna meet so and so at this place and then after that we're gonna it just helps like instead of just blindly getting in the car (laughs) and some kids you know probably don't mind that yeah it's really a lot of her parenting strategies have really helped me be a better parent really cool you're already an amazing parent the fact that you're listening to podcasts on how to be a good parent is makes you an amazing parent (laughs) I'll send them to my mom too and like grandparents because it's cool because they're like and my mom really appreciates it because there wasn't that much information about you know emotional connection when they there weren't podcasts readily available in the 90s so they enjoy reading about it and I appreciate that both of our parents are receptive to like our strategies and yes absolutely oh you know um Kylie and I were having a whole conversation about this yesterday about being compassionate towards our moms Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this age because I feel like there was a couple years where I was so like I don't know kind of victim-y like well my mom did this and blah 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 blah, blah," you know whatever and like now I'm like she did the absolute best she could and I have an amazing mom just for anyone listening like she's great anyone with any daughter with a mom will understand this conversation it's just moms and daughters totally it's just it's just a difficult dynamic there's a lot of stuff being mirrored and a lot of wounds that they haven't worked through and then they're kind of projecting them onto us and then we're throwing them back at them and it's like just this like big reverberation of a big emotions that are just looking for somewhere to go and the willingness to even like acknowledge that is so powerful. Like yeah. my mom and I, I don't know if it has to do with the Saturn return. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the Saturn I'm return. Turning 30 this year. And like I think in my early 20s, like in even high school, like moms and daughters, it just, it's just, it's just kind of hard. Yeah. And I have an amazing relationship with my mom, always have. But now that I am a mom, I re- appreciate her so much more and the sacrifices she made. Like she was 19 when she got pregnant with me and 20 when she had me. And the fact, I mean, if I had Remy at 19, like I wouldn't be listening to Dr. Becky podcast, you know, it's just a different mentality and I just have a different respect for her and like the hustle that she had to go through. Absolutely. And, and I think that's where we've landed now. It's, it's, and that's how I feel at the moment that I, you know, now that I take care of Zane and live live with Austin and like, we're very much in a parental role, I start to see things and I start getting really sad being like, oh, cause like you know, it's like, oh, you want Zane to want to hang out with you and you want him to like, what do these things? And then you're like, start being like, oh, like I was so mean to my parents. Like I so did not want anything to do with them. Like I was just a little teenage punk. Same. And you didn't think twice about <laughs> no. it. No. Yeah. And then you start, and then like, as you get older, you're like, oh, I like start to like really feel bad about it and start to feel kind of sad about my mom. But you go back to your inner child. Like yeah. I really feel like I, the Saturn return thing, I honestly don't know much about it, Okay. but I just know that I feel it. And I have almost more vivid flashbacks of my childhood mm-hmm. that I've had Ooh. in years and years. I'm like, well, where did that come from? Like I see myself like on my great grandparents' back porch taking a nap and I can like hear the sound mm. of the birds that were back there, like really vivid, vivid things. And I didn't know like what all this was coming from. And I can't remember what podcast I was listening to like a month ago. And it talked about that. I'm like, oh, this has to be something yeah. about what I'm feeling. 
Well, so I can't give an exact, or let me say this. There will be someone out there that could give a better definition of a Saturn return, but I know that it start feeling at 27, 28, but 29 and a half is like you're in the thick of it. I feel it. It's weird. And like my dreams even, like I I really don't pay much attention to my dreams. I know you and Tiana have those dream Dream circles circles and it's so cool. (laughs) I wish that I thought more about it, but I've lately just had like really vivid childhood dreams. And I think it's like a combination of, really being in this like motherhood phase and mm-hmm. loving that and turning 30 it's just this like return to inner child yeah well and this this might be i don't know if this is like too heady but just go there with me the um basically like our subconscious mind and there's like a version of ourself that that exists in every age every every timeline like is kind of existing all at once i always mm-hmm. tell people it's like if a, our book was written and it's our life right now we're on page 72 but page nine still exists right we're just that's where we're at in the present moment but like in some kind of multi-dimensional reality there's all these versions of ourself that still are like want attention or energy or healing and so when we start getting these moments where we're like oh i was just taken back to this flashback it's actually a really good sign because there's some part of you that's like connecting with you or like releasing something or healing something, which wow. makes sense for the Saturn return. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, this- Cameron would love this. He's all into the multidimensional reality. Cameron is like up here. I try to understand it. Yeah. I, I, it's not, that's not how I see it, but that's cool. I love how you just explain that. Like the book that makes me see it it yeah it's like we're just kind of right here right now it doesn't mean necessarily the past is 100 percent in the past which is kind of empowering for people who've experienced maybe like a traumatic event in their life Mm -hmm. it's like no you still have your brain is malleable our timeline is malleable we could still edit it we could still send it love we could still heal it it's not like dictating our life forever you know and it's Um, like for me it's all really like beautiful memories and like i didn't live with them, but my great grandparents lived right next to us. And like all of my memories that keep coming back are like at in their backyard. It's oh, really weird. That. And like there's a morning dove like playing mm. every time I see this. And then like I'll be outside with Remy and he will be like, Oh, a morning dove, because he has this bird song book. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's Remy's so wild. tapped into he's a projector. Yes, he's a projector. He I is, need to look way more into human, his human design. That's another like fun tool that I kind of like to use for Zane and Austin too. Um, I have that app that has all the charts. Like yes. My people. My human design. Yeah. For anyone listening, this is not an ad. We just love the app. Yeah. It's a good app. Um, but yeah, so, so anyways, okay, I have a question for you. If you were to close your eyes and go back to that memory, like if you had one word that like comes to mind with like that you would associate with the memory, like what would the word be? I think warmth warmth I mm-hmm. like that so it's and like, like home I mean I so I lived here and like loved my childhood home with my both of my parents mm-hmm. and my grandparents lived behind us so it was mm-hmm. like this it was kind of like a little compound like mm-hmm. my great-grandparents would watch me and I had a little playhouse between the two houses and oh, yeah, it's like home and warmth that's so sweet well that just means maybe you're you're pulling that energy into your family now because yeah. I think that it's actually a really good sign when we start getting older we start connecting with other timelines because it's like it's all kind of getting mended you know we start getting kind of fragmented when we're like in our teen years we're like angry and like whatever and <laughs> it was then, not a good time. yeah and then we're like in our 20s and this and then it's like as we get like you said being a parent connects you more with your inner child all of those memories start to kind of beautifully weave together and there's less like fragmentation when you just said teen years it brought me back to action steps and i realized i gave the first action step of movement oh yeah i'm trying to think of other 
things oh, that yeah. really helped eating disorder recovery. And oh, just yeah. Like that whole, or coming home to the body. Yeah. Yeah. Something that really helped me was paying attention to how specific foods made me feel and mm. not like what is trendy. Like yeah. in high school, I used to drink soy lattes every single morning because <laughs> a friend <laughs> on my cheer squad got them and they tasted really good. I would stop at Starbucks on the way to school and then I was having like crazy hormonal issues. Like mm. I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I don't have that. Like I have zero intolerances. They made me go, they didn't make me, they suggested I go gluten and dairy free for two years, which like isn't a bad thing, but I don't think that I needed, I don't have a gluten sensitivity. I don't mm. have a dairy sensitivity. So paying attention to what foods make you feel like crap yeah, and like what makes you feel good was a big one for me in healing. That is such a good um, just kind of note to end on because the other day I was I was eating something like I, lately also and I will go out to eat and I'll just like be there and I'm like I'm just like not vibing with this food right now I can't explain it like I'm just like mm, this place isn't it for me but like I literally will start to like visualize like me taking a bite of something and being like what is the energy of this do I like this I feel that way with Chipotle every time <laughs> I don't know why like, I have like a visceral reaction like I can't do it oh, oh so you don't like Chipotle no no. Oh, okay. Well, I like it. I like the taste of it. I used to eat Chipotle all the time, but, but like, the vibes it doesn't are make weird. me feel great. Yeah, yeah. And, and that probably sounds crazy if no. you like aren't really in tune with what you eat, but it re- like little things and like the snacks that you crave. I thought saw you said you uh, eat those chia snacks yes. all the time. Like those make me feel so good. Me too. Those chia squeeze packs. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so yeah. It's and like, like I'm not sensitive to dairy, so like I love like a good full fat cow's milk but like it doesn't make me feel bad whereas on the other hand Cameron can't have dairy so you have to figure out like what feels good to you personally yeah no I think that's I think that's so good to even just you're like plant-based you're like no (laughs) I well I actually do love cheese I do I've got I've really gotten pretty good about being 80 20 but it is like sometimes meat sounds like good to me and then sometimes I mean I I physically my throat closes up like you couldn't even force it down my throat because also it's always like babe your iron is so low I'm like listen shut up (laughs) like I would know because I would be craving it yeah I'm like I'd be eating spinach right now or doing something else but I'm just like oh but I'm I'll never force anything but I think that's good for people too that like even think like oh I should be eating this it's like should don't just delete that from your brain you don't do you don't have to if it doesn't if it doesn't sound good your body knows and i don't crave like only healthy foods like don't get me wrong there's nights where i'm like i want pad thai and curry like frequently it's not like we're just always cooking at home like i think intuitive eating also is like allowing yourself to like take off good and bad labels and honor your cravings yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh i love that well hunter is there anything else that we can let them know what you're up to where to find you all of the things let no, us know just hunter primo on instagram and tiktok dot primo on tiktok and premonition goods premonition goods for sure also if you guys are watching us we're always live on youtube and hunter has a really cute nashville now that's country. live on youtube i didn't know that yeah oh perfect <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah i'm like give us a little model yeah. like how cute she is oh, thanks it's got the little premonition goods on the back yeah oh and the details of everything they make is just like so intentional and thoughtful and they do everything out of their home with so much love so thank you i'm just honored that i've been here from the very beginning at our little mastermind group and i have seen all the ideas formulate and to a new reality for you guys. We've been through so many phases together. We've been through a lot of phases and I can't wait for our next phases. Best one yet. Yeah. May it be the best one yet. I can't wait for your 30th and thank you so much for being a part of AG University. I love you. Thank you for having me. I love you.
As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, AG University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.